0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 6 of Two Gamers With Love. I'm Justin and this week I wanted to talk about two MMORPGs that I'm resubbed to at the moment and currently playing yet again. Um, It should be an interesting discussion, Um, kind of a short one this week, but it should be fun. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Let's get into it. This week's episode is the MMO. All right. So the two games I want to talk about this week are two games that one I, I love, you know, this, the whole theme of this podcast is like, you know, why we love video games. And you heard me talk about the first one many times on this, on this podcast. Um, the second one is one that I, I play off and on. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that I love it because it's got some, some flaws in my opinion, but it's still part of of a series that I love. And so the two games I wanna talk about this week are Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV. So two numbered Final Fantasy titles um, and they're really interesting games and they have a lot of interesting history and a lot of interesting stories behind them, of course. And so let, let's, you know, of course, let's start with eleven. Final Fantasy XI came out in 2001 on uh, the PlayStation 2 um, console version. The PC version came out uh, around a year or so before. And um I, I have a lot of memories of wanting to play this game, but not having the right hardware to do it. Uh this was a time when I was playing games like The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker and um dot hack. And I was I I had tried the MMO thing before. Um Anarchy Online, you know, like Ultima Online way back in the day. But I, I never really had the computer to be able to play the games. Like I just didn't have a good enough computer and so I was never really able to play the games. That's why I kind of gravitated towards consoles my whole life. Um, but but lo and behold, here comes, you know, I've played Final Fantasy 7 eight 9, 10. Uh, I These games were absolutely incredible. And here comes a Final Fantasy game where I can play it with my friends and my friends can be my party members instead of the computer, instead of the AI. And this was an exciting endeavor. Um, So I pre-ordered two sets of the game, one for me, one for my brother, uh, on the PlayStation 2, and it came in this big, big box, this big, beautiful box, and um, it needed a big box because it came with an external hard drive for the PlayStation 2 that you needed to install to play the game. Um, So it was very much like kind of converting your PS2 into a PC in in, in a lot of ways. And on, then, on top of that, they made this really neat Logitech keyboard controller that went along with the game, too, so that you could type and play at the same time. It was a beautiful setup. I'll, I'll be honest, like it really uh, just worked. It was amazing. And the rest is history. I've been playing that game for 20 years. And just this month of August, I've resubbed to it again um, with my buddy Moghouse, who you heard on the, on the podcast a few weeks ago. And we are, you know, back to adventuring in Von and DL. So I love that game a lot. And, um, The MMO aspect, the massively multiplayer online aspect of that game, I think is the key thing. Um, I always was enamored by the way that Final Fantasy XI sort of forced you to interact and work with other players. It really didn't hold your hand in that way. I'll get to that in a little bit with Final Fantasy XIV. But you know, this is a time when the internet was still kind of new. I mean, 2001, 2002, three, four, five, these are, the internet was still kind of identifying itself. It was still uh, figuring out what it was going to be. And all of a sudden, here's this game where you couldn't just walk into a dungeon and win it. You had to talk to other people through texting, through typing. You had to coordinate a party. You had to figure out a strategy. You had to you know uh discuss what you were going to do when you were going to do it how you were going to do it who was going to get the rewards from what you were doing uh, a lot went into that you know and um what added to the flavor of that experience was the fact that the game was international which was also very unique at the time there were players from Germany France Japan America all over the place playing this game together and they built in this incredible auto-translate feature where you could type in a word and push tab on your keyboard and it would bring up a list of you know, things that you could say uh, to players in a different language. And it, it created this really interesting kind of exciting thing where you could adventure with your friends. Um, This was before voice chat was the primary communication method for video games, and I think that was a big part of the allure of Final Fantasy XI, too. You know, I I, yes, it's convenient now to have voice chat, and it would be difficult to play without that. But I'll be honest, I don't really enjoy voice chatting with, like, a lot of the sort of, you know... I want to voice chat with the people that I know the best, right? Like my, my good close friends and my, my brother and, you know, some other folks. And, and it's fine to chat with, with people that I I don't know in real life or that I'm, 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 I only know on the internet. I mean, that's just a reality, but I don't know. There was a, for me at least, um, kind of an introvert, there was a piece to the auto translate and the typing that, that felt, that felt good to me. Um, so 11 did a lot of really interesting things and then, you know, about half, you know, about 10 years ago or so, kind of about halfway through 11's life cycle, or maybe a little bit more than that, um, you know, Final Fantasy 14 came along. And it was kind of, if you know the story of Final Fantasy 14, it's an interesting one. You know, it's an, it's, it's a story of a failed game uh, being kind of reborn. Um, they literally destroyed the world um, and then rebooted that game. Um, I actually played 14 right from the get go. Uh, I thought 14 was going to be the next 11. Um, and there were a lot of kind of ideas that were carried over from 11 that did not work for what they were trying to do with 14. Um, I, I very much remember subscribing to that game the very first day it came out and and just being like stunned by how uh, like unfinished it was and how how difficult it was to play and just nothing really worked. And I was like, well, let's go back to 11. Um, so even though I subbed for a little while and because of that have a discount now on my 14 subscription, Um, I, uh, you know, that game didn't quite resonate with me. Uh, Realm Reborn, when they rebooted it, was good. Um, it's, it's a good game and it's a very popular game. Um, it's the most popular, massively multiplayer online RPG that exists currently. And, um, I don't know, I'm not sure why that is. I think, you know, uh, I think that game, it does a good job of, Of kind of, it does a good job of being a video game. That's a weird way to describe that. But I I never, when I when I would play Final Fantasy XI, I never it never felt to me like I was playing a video game. It felt different than that. It's probably the reason I love it. It just it never felt like a game. It felt like something else. It felt like, I don't know. It's difficult to describe. Um, You know, sometimes when I play a video game, I'm very aware that I'm playing a video game, and video games themselves sometimes are very aware. Uh, that they are video games. You know, think about um, the sort of, you know, Assassin's Creed um, Far Cry kind of thing where, you know, it's just like a map full of, you know, objective markers, and that's the game, right? Like, that's very self-aware as a game. Like, it knows it's a game, and it's leaning into the fact that it's a game with objectives, and it's kind of a way, you know, we're aware of that. I like when games sort of hide themselves in that way, and they they kind of don't refer to themselves sort of as a video game they refer to themselves as like a living world and 11 was just so good at that um it got got away from that a little bit in in sort of it's you know in the more recent versions of itself but um it still does that really really well whereas 14 like it's very clear to me that 14 you know it's very aware of itself as a game like you know um the Duty Finder is a perfect example of that. The fact that you don't have to actually like go to the place where you want to fight the dungeon, and yes, like what I trade, would I get rid of the Duty Finder? No, because it's convenient. But at the same time, like it does sort of, I think, uh, dissolve the immersion a little bit. Anyway, I'm re to both of these at the moment and um, enjoying Eleven a lot as I always do. Uh, 14 is is more of a challenge because the leveling is is difficult. The duty finder, you know, I, it frustrates me. So if you're not aware of how 14 works, one of the primary ways that you level up and you kind of play the game is to queue into what's called a duty finder, and it automatically pairs you with other players, uh, and then you go do a dungeon or a boss battle or something like that. Um, and you know, if you're a if you're a a fighter job, if you're a DPS, a damage dealing job, then that duty finder queue is, is very long a lot of the time so like the other day i was trying to you know level my I, I just got the new expansion and i'm a reaper now and i'm level 70 i'm trying to get to level 71 and you know i was in the duty finder for 24 minutes with with no dungeon happening um, and that's always been a frustration of mine with that game um it, you know I, I wish there was more of a sense of like just go somewhere in the world and fight monsters to earn xp like they do in 11. That game, I don't. I don't want to say it doesn't have that. there are varieties and flavors of that idea in fourteen. But um, that's always a piece that's kind of frustrated me a little bit about Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, and speaking of frustrations, I'll mention one that uh, I I have actually with Final Fantasy eleven. It is not, certainly not a perfect game, uh, and I was frustrated this uh, right now because. Um, I don't know. It's been an interesting past few years for Final Fantasy XI. Uh, a very small dev team. They're doing the best that they can, and and you know they they are you know it's a labor of love for those folks. I think at this point, point. and I'm so glad the game even still exists. But I will say this, um, you know, they've released things like a wardrobe that allows you to store more items in your inventory. That gives you more inventory space for your gear. And that's a, that's a paid, um, item. That's something that you have to pay extra for. Um, so, you know, I do that because an inventory space is a, is a thing in that game. And you know, that game is all about gear and it's all about collecting gear and it's all about getting the gear that you want. And, um, you know, so inventory gets really messy very quickly. So having those extra inventory spaces is really, really, really important and convenient for me. So a couple months back, i bought those extra services, and I put all my gear into those spaces. And then they recently had a free login campaign where if your account hadn't been subbed for a few months, you were able to come back to the game for free and kind of you know, play it again. And of course, when you do that, you do not have access to your MOG wardrobes that you paid money for before. So you log in for free and all of the gear that you need to play the game is unavailable to you because they are stuck in a paid uh, option space that you can't access. And that's very frustrating. And of course, what that led me to do is resub, and I guess that's the idea. But I don't know. If you're going to do a free login campaign, it's not really free if you can't play with the gear that you've earned. So, you know, stuff like that is frustrating to me. On top of that, Final Fantasy XI is the most expensive monthly game that exists right now. For me to play that game with my extra storage space costs $25 a month. That's, That's pretty... That's pretty expensive uh, if by today's standards uh, for a 20-year-old game, um, but I'm going to continue to pay that fee because I love it and because I think that game is something special, and it's worth that amount of money to me because it is because it is something really, really special. Um, so, Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV. I'm kind of playing them both at the moment again. <laughs> so... Thanks for listening on my little little rant about these two MMORPGs. I would love to hear your thoughts on MMOs. Do you play one? Or is there a particular one that you're into? There's a lot of really cool free ones that exist these days, like New World and Lost Ark. They're both, they're both up there. Um, but, you know, I'm always looking for the next Final Fantasy XI, and I don't think that's ever going to happen because that game is just, I don't know, in my opinion, one of the most perfect and, and well-crafted gaming experiences of all time. But... Um, you know, what are you playing? What, what MMOs are you into? And, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So maybe post some questions or some comments and, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's keep talking about this. Thank you so much for listening this week. And uh, as always, to gamers with love.